So if I'm, so every program that I teach, I always have the Akashic Records open, even if it's not an Akashic Record program, because all the channeling I do is through the Akash. And so if, if uh, I'm in a group of people, whatever's going to serve the highest good is going to come through. And that's what's going to come through for the collective. Mm. And um, it, I'm not sure there's always, whenever, as a, a practitioner, whenever we're channeling, whenever we're sharing, part of that message is for me, no matter what as well. Mm-hmm. And I can take a lesson out of that too. Cause we usually attract people that um, are going to assist us in ascending and we're going to assist them in ascending as well. Mm. And to what degree of how you understand the information depends on your conscious level. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you are watching or listening. This is The Holistic Monitor, and I'm your host, Nick Sconia. The Holistic Monitor podcast is a weekly show featuring guest interviews with discussions about self-discovery, philosophy, spirituality, and our relationship with the world around us. Your support this last year has meant the world to me. And you can now go to holisticmonitor.com to support the topics you want to hear with our new show merchandise, featuring hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. You can also support us by simply sharing your favorite episode with your followers. And with that, let's get the show started. Amy Robeson. You are a um, a coach, it sounds like. You work with groups and sessions, and you work to help people uh, find more out about themselves. Does that sound accurate? Yeah. I, I What I help people, like I'm an Akashic Record Master teacher, healer, mentor. Akashic Records. Um, is that something that is reachable through uh, the theta brainwave state? Um, hmm, that's an interesting question. I, I don't feel like you have to go into a theta state in order to go into the records. Hmm. Um, it's definitely important to ground, but in terms of your consciousness will shift in and out of different states while you're in the record. So you don't have to be in a theta state in order to access your records. You definitely want to be grounded, hmm. but you can go in and out of different states and you could hit a theta state while you're in there, but it's not like a necessary requirement. Okay. It's kind of like a, uh, a brain alignment, getting your brain and I'm saying brain specifically, you're getting your brain, your thoughts uh, aligned with the intent to um, delve into the records to find something specific. It's more like you're, you're attuning your frequency to them Hmm. to unlock them, to unlock the door, to get grant access. Hmm. And so when you're attuning your frequency, aligning your frequency to it, it, then you're able to go in and ask questions. And it's, we want to be more heart centered than more brain centered in terms. So, because if we're in our heads, a lot of people get caught up in, Am I doing this right? How do I do this? And if we get more into our hearts, we're able to then trust, then allow the the clairs and allow our intuition to just kind of unfold and allow us to 
assist in seeing what is possible on what, how the guardians want to share with us and what they want to share with us. Mm, okay. I think of the Akashic records in terms of, uh, um, hypnosis and ways for people to access this domain of the all record, you know, that place where everything is being, uh, uh, recorded in, in yeah. energy, right? Uh, like energetic patterns. So, so that idea that nothing is, uh, nothing is private in a sense, everything is attainable as far as a record goes in this space, if it has energy. Um, would you say that something's akin to remote viewing might be um, similar to that as far as approach? Oh, I love these questions. So yes and no, because yeah, right. <laughs> it depends. So the reason why I love the Akashic records so much, and for anybody that doesn't know what they are, um, every word, deed, thought from the moment your soul is incepted is recorded in the Akashic field. Everyone and everything, every being has an Akashic record and we can go in and open up the Akashic records and receive love and guidance and support in any and all areas of our life, of our soul, and we can receive guidance. And so in terms of it, it is it similar to hypnosis? Yes, because you have, you can put yourself into a state where they can reveal things to you. They can also assist you in shifting your mind, shifting your energy to create something that you want. And so there's that mindset piece. And then it's termed in terms of remote viewing that is possible for some people if it's their lane to be in. And what I mean by that is everybody is so gifted in terms of if if the guardians want to reveal something like that to you and they want you to focus on that they will reveal that to you and they will assist you in that process or they'll lead you into a path in order to learn how to remote view mm -hmm. it's not something that they're going to be like here here's exactly how you remote view unless someone asks that question um and it's hmm, Remote viewing is like where you have a target, you have a location, they, you can take a look at it where this is more the way that I teach it is more like, Hey, I'm having a hard time communicating my feelings with my spouse. What can I do differently to communicate my feelings or, Hey, I want to manifest this profitable business. What are the steps to taking that? And so I find it more as a life tool. Now, remote viewing could definitely be a life tool, but I feel like they're two t different modalities. Yeah, 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 I definitely get that. The remote viewing is is definitely a, a training and uh, a method almost of um, astral travel. Yeah. Uh, projection, whereas mm -hmm. uh, what it sounds like, uh, as far as the Akashic Records goes, is what I used to call the sounding board. It's like ask a tree, ask something, ask the universe, where are my keys? And then they just kind of pop up in a sense. And I'm using that as the, the most basic, but yeah, uh, what do I need to do to, to help my life and direction? And then if you're listening, exactly. you'll hear the answer kind of uh, echo back at you 
in a sense. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. They'll, they'll communicate through your, your clairs. So you might hear it, you might sense it, you might know it, you might see it, you might feel it. So it just depends on how they want to answer that. But it's, it's an amazing life tool that they will assist you in all areas of your life. And so if you want to astral travel in terms of remote viewing, they can teach you that, Mm -hmm. or they'll lead you to someone that can teach you how to do that. But astral travel can also be done in different ways without having to learn remote viewing too. Right, right. Remote viewing is, like I said, probably more of like a tool for projection. Um, Yeah, like... um, I, I've met different people that do it. And it, so it just really depends on, you know, what it, and how they're wanting to utilize it. There's so many cool spiritual tools out yeah, there yeah. that people are teaching. And and it's like, it, it, is that in alignment with you? And does that serve your highest good? Just like not everybody is meant to access their records. Right. If it's not an alignment, it's not an alignment. Most of the time when people start hearing about the Akashic records, the records start really speaking to them and going like, Hey, it's time to dig in a little bit deeper because it's an amazing manifesting tool. But again, it's more of a self-discovery life tool that you can utilize for the rest of your life. Once you learn how to do them. Yeah, definitely. It's almost like uh, a safety in a sense. You always have somebody there or something there to, yes. to work with. And it's like having your, your best friend that gives you the best advice always available at any time of the day, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, now you have a podcast awakening with Amy Robeson. Yes, I do. And, um, what, uh, what got you started? Let's say in the whole of it, what was your, um, uh, awakening? If you want to use that term to yeah. all this world that, uh, that you're now in. Well, For me, I went down this path by accident. It wasn't something I intentionally decided I was going to do. And I didn't wake up one day and go, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) I just, I'm a big believer and you follow the energy that's presented to you throughout life and it will open magical doors for you. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, I was very depressed at one point in time in my life and Um, I kept at the time I didn't have these words, but I kept having an intuitive hit that I needed to go to hot yoga, Mm. hot yoga saved my life. And that started this deep yearning to want to meditate. And I moved to Charleston, South Carolina to be with my now husband. I cracked my tailbone, went into a depression and I kept having that yearning. Like I wanted to learn how to meditate. And I met my first teacher And I learned how to meditate and like, I was hooked instantly. Like I need to learn more. I want to learn more. And that just one door led to another door, led to another door, led to another door. And here I am. And it's not something I ever thought I would be doing. It was just something that once I discovered I was really good at it and I really enjoyed it. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's so much fun because I get to help people shift perspectives and see how powerful they truly are. And it's really incredible to watch, watch how different people are within a very short period of time. Yeah. Now you found, you found it through yoga, through hot yoga, but then yep. you ran started into, with hot yoga. <laughs> yeah. How about that? That's wild. I mean, it's amazing, right? It really opens you up. <laughs> yeah, it really did. I remember like going the first time and, 
um, like when I say I was severely depressed, like I didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't, I, I thought life was really worthless. Like it was pointless. It, like what was the point of suffering? And I just finally went and when I finally like Googled search for it online, I realized there was like a brand new studio that just opened up and it, it was right down the road from my house. And the second I went, I was hooked, like absolutely hooked. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> like amazing dopamine hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that idea, uh, if you need to shift perspective, activity is one of the best things you can do mm -hmm. just to engage your body um yeah in some way you know hot yoga can do it um uh, exercise walking. running walking yeah right just getting out yeah, we gotta move stale energy because if you're if you're just if you're stagnant and we most people live a sedentary life now because we're so screen-based mm -hmm. we have to move our body if if you are depressed if you are melancholy if you are wanting to bring something into your life moving energy is one of the most important things to do yeah yeah that's it that get the get the atoms flowing mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> spinning and going yeah uh now with your show um do you have guests on uh, what is your uh, I, focus? I do um i don't do weekly guest i um i usually do like one guest a month and the guests will be all different types of guests but otherwise i usually just pick a topic that I'm being guided to pick, or I have a request for something, um, or I'll just do some channel messages from, from the masters, teachers, and loved ones of the Akashic records. And it's fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you do this for uh, groups of people. You work with people in like, um, I would imagine more than three people at a time. Yeah, do. like I I have um, clients all around the world, which is really neat. And so our groups, depending on the program, could be 20 people, could be 150 people. It just depends on what what we're talking about and what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned crystals uh, to me before we started. What, uh, what do you work with as far as crystals go? Yeah, so um, how I teach people how to open up their Akashic records is using crystalline energy. Hmm. And so um, I love crystalline energy. We're moving from a carbon-based being to a crystalline being. And the crystalline energy is super ancient, super old, super wise, super programmable. And they're like little light beings that want to support us and help us and shift us and change us. And each different types of crystals have different types of elements. And we're made up of the elements as well. And so if we need some more grounding, working with earth element crystals is going to be helpful. If you want to work on opening your heart or work on healing emotions, water crystals would be great. If you want to be in flow or take inspired action, fire or water crystals could be good or working with the air element um, would be great to opening up your spiritual gifts. So I love crystals. I've been around crystals my whole life. My mom crested crystals since she was a kid. My grandma collected crystals. So I think they're just amazing little beings that want to support us in so many different ways. And it's a great um, anchor for people that are working in with spiritual concepts mm. or spiritual practices, because it allows you to have something tangible to hold on to as well. Yeah. I like that. That's a great, and, and anchor, it's a pretty good word because it's a rock 
typically yeah. <laughs> something heavy to hold on to yeah, a physical tangible object that's a representation that has its own thing that it's doing which i think is just great with crystals is that uh with depending on how they grow how they're shaped uh what color they are they have their own vibe going on yeah and uh, uh yeah i love crystals too uh i want to really a really bad really badly want to go down to arkansas where they have just this plethora of really water clear quartz crystals they are i love arkansas quartz crystals yeah. they are something magical they're they, they just have a beautiful frequency and i think because um of the location and the water and mm -hmm. like there's just something really magical about them and just even going to arkansas you can feel the energy when you're there yeah yeah it's just the full crystal structure underneath your feet as you're walking around I've, yes. I've been there i just haven't gone to dig or collect which i just really want to do i would love to go <laughs> dig there that would be so much fun yeah, yeah yeah they have really nice i mean and if you know a lot about quartz crystals just the shapes um very slightly but will do dynamically different things for you metaphysically left yeah. hand right hand activation twin crystals uh there's all different mm -hmm. kinds and uh all different kinds and shapes and they're just i love finding like little tiny things on them where you're yeah. like where it's like this is a rare formation right. and like then i like then i get fixated on trying to find one that has it because it's yeah. like a fun little game it's a treasure hunt yeah i can't remember the one where there's a crystal inside it's the, um, that's an inner child inner crystal. child crystal very cool i love yeah. inner child yeah. crystals and i have a bunch from brazil i got like right. some really good quality ones from brazil yeah. that are really they're magnificent and not every inner child crystal feels the same they right. all feel very quite different from one another mm -hmm. um and for your listeners like the if if there's a it's basically there's a inside the quartz looks like there's another quartz that's growing and so if you're wanting to heal your inner child you can work with that particular one which is really neat oh yeah yeah they're wild just a great variety of uh i, I, used, I tell people you can study quartz crystals and that's all you would have to study you could do yeah, the rest of your life absolutely <laughs> you could collect it and you can collect it from all over the world and you'd never be done because it's just so much oh they're so um, different yeah and... yeah and the locations change everything dramatically these um pakistan has these fissure quartz crystals which are flat tabular crystals they're high-pitched uh singing crystals too Ooh. they have a lot of uh penetration uh so uh crystal going into the other crystal really neat yeah and they're made in um uh, fissures in fissures so they're really cool uh, you'll have to send me a picture of one of yeah. those because I'm, I'm sure i've seen them but i'm like i can't like it's not popping into my brain are yeah. you big into windows do you like i like windows yeah yeah i used to hunt for the windows a lot yeah yeah to make sure it had a lot of those um record keepers yeah the triangles there's a lot of different uh variations that are fun to work with and and uh it's a funny thing that um at one point in time i was told that crystals have like half of our dna they kind of like half of us so it's really easy for us to harmonize with quartz crystal yeah um, and that they're piezoelectric so the idea is that with friction and pressure 
um, this is how you turn on and I would like to say turn on or turn off a crystal um, by this piezoelectric this natural phenomenon if you took two of them together and rubbed them you'd get sparks you'd get light generated from it um, but you don't find that with other rocks but Quartz crystal has it's just magic. Really. Quartz crystals, <laughs> we use quartz crystals in all sorts of our technology too. Yes. That most people don't realize that we use, and it's fascinating. I yeah. think it's just so fascinating how much they they support us. Yeah, from watches to what we're using right now, computers. Uh, yeah, we we really. If you look at like the stories of Atlantis, and they say, oh, they used quartz crystals, but they didn't use them in a in a benign way, of course, and that's what led to the downfall. But they were using quartz crystals to do all of these wondrous things that you hear about. And you look at what we're doing, and we're doing all these wondrous things. And it's really because of our it's fantastic. Access, yeah, to the to quartz. And of course, yeah. ruby and other gemstones that we've used to make lasers and everything else. But um, it's it's pretty wild. Stones really hold um, a very important place in the evolution of our technology. Um, I definitely yeah. agree with that. And it, we're just getting started with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. We're really looking at it from, I mean, initially back in the day, and I mean, you know, eons ago, crystals were used more uh, dynamically, holistically uh, for their physical and their spiritual properties. And then the divergence, the scientific divergence happened. Now we really looked at them chemically and how they can benefit us in a technological way, which has definitely moved things leaps and bounds. Uh, but I think that we're starting to go into a direction where we're going to reharmonize with mm -hmm. uh, the spiritual portion of uh, what these things can do for us in other places aside from just here. Well, we're moving into the golden, the new golden age, and you know, a lot of. Um, you know, because you mentioned Atlantis, we're moving back into that way of being mm -hmm. with harmony and information from the past. Yeah. And so some of the things with Atlantis was really good. And then they they let power get the best of them. Mm -hmm. And so their technology was amazing. And so it'll be interesting to see how things really shift in the next two to three years with um, us moving into this grand awakening we've already we're already entering it but a lot of things are going to shift consciously for the collective over the next two three years yeah so we'll see how crystals play into that that sounds good <laughs> i'm sure they will i mean that's uh, oh for sure yeah. i mean just the the markup on crystals now is like night and day difference from COVID to now oh it's yeah insane. really is it yeah yeah I, don't, I, I haven't dipped in too much so um I know that the price has gone up and the shipping has definitely gone up. So. <laughs> oh, shipping, like, because we, we send crystals out. Um, we send crystal kits out with all of our Akashic Record programs. Mm -hmm. And so we send a lot of crystals. And it's just the this it, the market's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't dipped in. Uh, I'm afraid to. I'm trying to I'm trying to liquidate my crystals. So <laughs> got a good stock and I need to. Yeah, well, they're probably that. worth a lot more than what you paid for I, them. I might need to check the prices. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, now, when you do um, Akashic work with somebody, are you tapping into something that you're akin to for you? Like a guide or um, something specific? 
So if I'm, so every program that I teach, I always have the Akashic Records open, even if it's not an Akashic Record program, because all the channeling I do is through the Akash. And so if, if uh, I'm in a group of people, whatever's going to serve the highest good is going to come through. And that's what's going to come through for the collective. Mm. And um, it, I'm not sure there's always, whenever, as a, a practitioner, whenever we're channeling, whenever we're sharing, part of that message is for me, no matter what as well. Mm-hmm. And I can take a lesson out of that too. Cause we usually attract people that um, are going to assist us in ascending and we're going to assist them in ascending as well. Mm. And to what degree of how you understand the information depends on your conscious level. I see. So the ability for the integration of the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And do you work at all with um, astrology or numerology or anything like that? Um, I love numerology. I love astrology. I am not an astrologist. Right. <laughs> like, not my, my grandma, my grandma was a tarot card reader mm-hmm. and she um, did astrology readings. I just, it just doesn't click in my brain. It's not my lane, um, but I follow it. I understand it, but it's not something that I teach or um, it's not, it's not my lane. Like yeah, that's yeah. everybody needs to know what their lane is. Right. I, uh, I got into astrology. I thought oh, I'm going to do this. And I didn't realize how much math was involved. I was doing it by hand initially. Oh gosh. And there's a lot of math involved. And I was like, I'm not really good at math. <laughs> But uh, with computers now, you can really just type something in and it pops up. Yeah, now it, it, there's a computer program with it. But I love astrology. Like I, everything's written in the stars. Yeah. Everything. And so if you can understand it, that's great. Every like so for all spiritual tools, it either clicks or it doesn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me, I was asked like, "Is this my lane?" And if it's my lane, I'll go down it and I'll go down the rabbit hole really deeply. Yeah. If it's not, I don't. And like, I always get, "It's not your lane, Amy." Like, you understand it for yourself, just like I love human design and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but I'm not meant to teach it. I'm not meant to study it in depth. I have other things that I want to master and that's definitely not my lane, but I love it. Like, I think it's fantastic and I geek out on it. Um, but it, the cool thing is with the records is if you do like astrology, they can deepen that knowledge for you. If you do like human design, they can deepen that. They, they basically, it couples well with anything else in your toolbox. And that's why I love the record so much because it's like, tell me more about this. Mm -hmm. What can I learn from this? Yeah. And I, I've found that a lot of people tap the Akashic records, maybe not knowing specifically that they're doing that, but when they're looking to access a lot of astrology for yourself or for people that you know uh, in, in a way that you think you know them. Um, astrology, when you're looking at somebody else's chart or your own, you're able to tap the Akashic records and draw in um, meaning, maybe even yes. hidden meaning. And there's a lot of uh, what I call scales, like judging left and right. Mm -hmm. in astrology where you have to outweigh one to the other and see what you know see which one fits best and that's where i feel like akashic record work really helps is it allows you to like see where the light is shining in a sense yeah absolutely and same with numerology do you um 
you don't work with it specifically, but you see the numbers everywhere, that kind of thing? I'm a big <laughs> number person. Um, and I believe that, so again, you can look up like, what does 222 mean? And there's a definition on Google that will fit anything that you need. However, what's most important to know if numbers are speaking to you, what is the personal meaning for you? Mm -hmm. And that's what's really important. Just like a crystal, you can look up the interpretation of what does Ruby mean? That definition is based on the author's experience right. with that crystal. You can have that crystal and it could do something completely opposite for you that is magnificent. That's not written anywhere on Dr. Google mm -hmm. and it's magnificent. And I believe that's the same thing for numerology as well. There is like a certain, just similar to like the Zodiac signs. There's certain things that have tendencies for different numbers, but for the most part, if you're seeing a number sequence over and over and over and over again, what does it mean to you? Yeah. And that's what's the most important. doesn't matter what anybody else says it means to them. It's, what does it mean to you? Yeah. It's significance, basically. What is the significance? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I, you know, that's a thing with crystals. One of the main things to understand is that um, we're likely approaching life and the way we're living, non, not in like 100% harmony. Parts of us are going to be out of harmony, out of whack. We may be attracted to a red stone because we need root chakra work. And yes. uh, we may find a red stone and it doesn't harmonize with us too well because it's actually vibrating at a different course than what we need in that moment. Uh, mm -hmm. It just can go in so many different ways. And I, same thing with aromatherapy. I, you know, there's a lot that says like, well, this is going to do you know, X, Y, this is how lavender is going to work. My, my example is always lavender. I love lavender, so it's nothing against I lavender. love lavender. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people do. Um, but uh, you don't know if a person has a trigger based on lavender. So it, they may read like lavender, calming, soothing. But when they smell it, whew, nope, it opens up a whole world of experience and things happen to them based on just That's, that experience. Yeah. That's a, that's patchouli for me. Ah, for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I had a, a student of mine that she's like, yeah, it's like if, if, if one of those scents really triggers you, that's, there's something to dig into that. I'm like, hmm. yeah. it doesn't trigger me. I was like, I just don't I care don't for like the it. smell. And a lot of people don't, it doesn't go away. So it's one of those like, oof. It's boy. a very strong <laughs> smell. It's really nice um, in the minuscule with other scents. Yeah. I like it mixed in with yeah. other scents, but like lavender, my husband can't stand the smell mm. of lavender. Like that. cannot stand it. I think it's the most delicious smell. Yeah. I think it tastes so delicious and in, <laughs> in food too. Like I'm like, this yeah, is so yeah. good. <laughs> Just had some lavender ice cream, which was pretty great. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, do you, um, do you have a website? I do. It's, um, the Amy Robeson.com, uh, T-H-E-A-M-Y-R-O-B-E-S-O-N. And I have um, some free, I've got like 20 plus free healings on there. We always have free events going on. So if anybody wants to check that out, they can. Is it like a calendar of events, that kind of thing? Um, if you go to our, I think, uh, events page, um, there'll be like what we have going coming up. And then there'll be a section for those free healings as well. Okay. 
And um, your podcast is uh, searchable through there, or you can find it on your website. Yeah, my, it's just you can click on our podcast page, and I'm on all the streaming platforms as well for podcasts too. Perfect. Awesome. Well, yeah. it was a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, we look forward to another interview in the future. And uh, if you have anything coming up you'd like to put out there, we'd love to have you back on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Bye.